Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. Welcome everyone to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I have a special guest. I know I realize that I say that every single time, um, but I have such a special guest today and I'm so excited for this con- uh, this conversation with Lindsay Bonadonna, who she's an optimist, literally one of the most optimistic people um, I've met for sure, an encourager, a social entrepreneur, and the founder of B, a business that encourages humans to slow down, get curious, and nourish their whole selves with thoughtfully curated, nutrient-dense, taste-good foods and feel-good experiences made easy and crafted to take the second-guessing out of self-care. So that was a long sentence, and it also perfectly describes the, I want to say, the intricacies and the nuances of what you're creating at B here in Cincinnati. So part of what's special is that um, this is this is local uh, to me, y'all. This is in Cincinnati. Um, and Lindsay is creating a brick and mortar experience um, that is just so special. So we are going to talk today about how she has done this from her intuition, building a business that she loves and that I am so excited to be a part of. We'll get there too. So, Miss Lindsay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I see your emotion already. Hello. And I'm just, I am so thrilled to have you on the podcast and so, so happy to be in B. And we'll talk about what that means. Please uh, I am, continue. I am so honored to be here. And it's, Hannah, I just think, as I think about the synchronicities that happen in our lives when we're open to them, uh, being able to have you in my life and to have this opportunity to just talk about maybe a different way to approach entrepreneurship than what we're taught feels so good. And to just hear you like talk about me like that and what, (laughs) and what I'm doing, I don't think I've really slowed down enough throughout the process to really hear and consider it. Um, so yeah, it's, I didn't think that I was going to cry, but why not cry before we even start talking? This is great. (laughs) Perfect. Get it out of the way. And also, right. If there aren't (laughs) tears, did you really have a deep conversation? So I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. So Lindsay, I, um, also for just so everyone knows, like B is a multi-layered experience. Right. And so one of the fun things, the reason that I said I am also a part of B is because I am part of the co-working space where if you're watching on YouTube, Lindsay is literally sitting right now. Um, it's a gorgeous space, literally an art studio, which I mean, for my creative heart uh, is absolutely perfect. Um, but there's the there's the co-working office space that we okay. share. Um, there's the yoga studio right next door. Uh, Kindred Kindred Flow Yoga. Yes. And just so wonderful. Um, and then the market downstairs. And so I first, this is also very special timing because this is bright lined up with the opening, 
the grand mm-hmm. opening of B. And so that is really, really special. And so we're going to promote all of that. And um, it's one of the reasons for doing this podcast today. But beyond that, it's not just about the one thing and it's not just about the opening. It's about, like we're talking about building a business with intention and yes. with intuition and following following those nudges, following your instincts and seeing how differently that can, um, how differently it can unfold than when you're efforting and pushing and, and like doing all the things, um, that you think you're supposed to do to build a business. So we'll get into that too, because we both have done that before as well. Mm -hmm. We have experienced the the hustle and the effort and that you have to grind it out and you have to be miserable and you have to prove yourself and yeah. all of that. We've done that. And now we're doing something different. So Lindsay, what do you want to tell me first about B, what it is and then what it means yeah. to you? It's so wild. It still feels very unbelievable to me how it's all unfolding, but um. Kind of the short version of the story is that, so my friend Kara opened Kindred Flow Yoga Studio up here in May of 2021. Um, and I've been honored to teach here. And then I've also had my coaching offices up here uh, since last year. And the business that was on the first floor closed in May of 2022. And, you know, we had kind of talked, oh, it'd be cool. And you know, I talked to a bunch of my entrepreneurial friends in Wyoming, which is amazing because we have over 130 female identifying entrepreneurs here in our 2.5 miles. Like it's wild. Oh, and for so like, uh, for anyone listening, Wyoming is a little like district in Cincinnati. So we're still, yes, we're still talking yes. Cincinnati, Ohio here, not Wyoming, the state. Not the state. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so I was like, oh, you should open up like a smoothie and juice bar. That would be so cool. And I'll shop there every day and it'll be great. But I like, I don't want to do it. Yucky. So, you know, nobody wanted to do that because it wasn't their vision, of course. Right. And we all have our unique uh, brands of genius, as my friend says. And it was a very random conversation with a woman that I've never met before uh, that my friend Sarah, who owns the coffee shop next door, introduced me to. And at this point in time, I had the idea, but it, it wasn't clean. Like I didn't have a business plan. So I shared this idea with her and she was just like, that's amazing. And I don't know how I can help you, but I, I know investors, I know this, but like, you need to do this. And she's a very spiritual person. And I was just like, I walked away from that conversation. I'm like, a stranger I've never met that I just like kind of threw up this idea on her, just said that I should do it. So then I was like, you know, alrighty, let me meet with a building owner who's an older gentleman who is like, I feel like he um, looks at me as maybe like an unofficial daughter. He's been really wonderful to work with, but he's had the reputation of being like a tough dude to work with. So I met with him, it was August 15th, and I went into that meeting with the intention of checking this dream off my list, that I would meet him and he would be difficult and I would see the space and I would be like, this is an S show, because this is a historical building built in the late 1800s as well, just as kind of like a fun fact. That was actually a market back then, which is really cool. But the meeting went amazing. And then I was like, 
oh man. All right, let's do it. So <laughs> it was in that time that like, and I worked with uh, my business strategist, Stacy Kessler on this. I really put the cart before the horse in a lot of different ways. Like I didn't know if it was all going to work out. I didn't know how lease negotiations were going to go, but I just had a feeling that like, if it didn't work out, I would have all the information and data, right? So I spent like three months, like not even, it was like less than three months doing all the projections, writing a business plan, figuring out what the business is, mission, vision, values, like all the things that come into play with it. And then it all, it all just started working out and kind of what came out, um, of this working with my business strategist. And I also worked with Stacy on my, uh, my coaching business as well, but she has this way of like bringing out like your deepest soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And what came out of it was this creating this whole building experience that encourages people to slow down and get curious and nourish their whole selves. And then just aspiring to make it as easy as possible. And kind of the bigger picture of this is, is that as a health and life coach, it's been my experience and, and also my personal experience too, like on my journey, that if I can make nourishing yourself as easy as possible, just with food to start off with, because we all know we need food, right? And try to make it accessible and price conscious and all these things. So anybody who walks in can know that whatever they grab is going to nourish their body in some way and be met with really, you know, pleasant, kind humans, <laughs> which we all need, that if they grab that one thing and they feel good about it, and then they start to get more curious and then they start to heal their bodies and then as they heal their bodies and they start to feel better, then they start to look into their life things that maybe aren't aligned. And then maybe they feel empowered to make bold decisions. And then maybe they start to come up to yoga and meditation and crystal bowls and like all of that kind of stuff on the second floor that they would then grow to have the capacity and energy to create their own unique ripple in the world. So while as much as B is about smoothies and smoothie bowls and yoga and like, yay, all that fun stuff, Underneath it all, it's really about helping people feel better so that they can go out and feel emboldened and confident to go do what they feel called to do in their lives and, and start to say no to the things that aren't serving them. Because, you know, I, I hate to be cliche in that, you know, life is life. We have lots of time, right? So, which is cool, even though we're, I struggle with the myth that there is never enough time, but I'm working on that. Um we have so much time and we're also the only ones that we spend our entire lives with. So I think it's really important to bring that to the forefront because we were put on this earth for a very specific reason. And I read somewhere once there's like a one in 400 billion chance that you're born a human instead of like a plant or a bug or like an animal. So when I look at it through that, I'm like, whoa, there's a one in 400 billion chance that you were put here in front of me and that I'm getting to meet you and there's something special about you because the universe saw that you needed to come to life. So like, how can, how can we help support that? And then also as we kind of grow in our own journeys, you know, not only have the, the confidence, the capability, the energy, the excitement to create our own ripple, but like also when we have that energy and excitement and that capacity, we can also help other people see what's possible in their lives. And that's, 
that's powerful because it's all, we're all in this together. And I think oftentimes we forget that the person that we're sitting across from or in the same room with like is also human, you know? Mm -hmm. I believe that all needs sense, but y'all can let me know how I (laughs) Oh my goodness. So the things, uh, so many things, so many things resonate. And it's why, you know, we connected so deeply in the first place. And I, I'm thinking back to like the timeline. I'm like, okay, wait, when did, when did we actually connect? Cause it had to have been right around September or so when you were like brand, cause you knew B was going to be a thing, but it was like just barely starting. Yeah. Gosh, how, cause I feel simultaneously that we've known each other forever and then like have not known each other that long at all. Right. Yes. Yes. That's what it feels like. And yet this year it's already June um, 7th today. So somehow um, we're almost halfway through the year. Um, So yeah, the things that were really, really resonating for me were. It was March. It was March of this year. Mm -hmm. What? Are you serious? Yes. It does feel like so much longer than that. That's so weird. Um. Three, so three months, that's it. There's no way. Um, okay. Well, we, if we sound like old friends, it's because our souls have known each other for much longer, I think. Many lifetimes. Yes. Yes. And the things that were really, really resonating for me were the sense of taking small steps, taking, mm. you know, like, like making, when you say making it, making it easy, it's, it's the, you know, you don't have to dive in head first. You don't have to go all at once, right? Like come be comfortable and then yeah, come up to a yoga class and check that out. Come listen to the crystal bowls and just relax for a while. Come have a nourishing experience for your body and for your heart and for your spirit and for your mind, right? Like there's the nourishment, like is not just one level, but there are different entry points. So people can come to yoga and then, oh, wait, there's all this awesome stuff downstairs, or they can come for a crystal bowl Reiki healing session and then notice, oh, look at all these other businesses that are up here. Like, yes, interesting. Right. So the, the different entry points, um, it it's, I talk about gentleness so much Mm. and you hear me talk about it all the time, but how can we make, how can we make these processes more gentle? So, because when I'm working with finances, people carry a lot of guilt, shame. They feel they have a lot of feelings that come up around their finances and it just doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be traumatic to go back through all of that. It can be gentle and we can easily. So, yeah. And I look at that in so many aspects of our life, because we do have this, you know, like all or nothing mentality that we've developed, you know, in, in our country's history. And I just, it doesn't have to be that way. If you want it to be that way, and you're making a conscious choice, because that's what works best for you. And it's an empowered choice. I think that's rock on, you know, but I, I don't think that we've been taking enough time to slow down and be like, wait, can I just like not do it that way? Because again, kind of coming into, we have more time than we think that we do, you know, like on this earth. 
change, everything happens best when it's like one little simple swap at a time. And whether it's something like, instead of drinking 12 Mountain Dews a day, you drink 11 in one glass of water. Like that's a big deal and something to celebrate, right? It's like one little thing at a time. And the gentleness that you're talking about, Hannah, I just, that word makes me feel just lovely because I think that's really what we all need in all aspects of our life because we can, again, the one person that we spend our entire lives with, we are the least gentle with. And how wild is that? Like, that doesn't even make sense, but it's just kind of, I think a lot of it is societal conditioning. A lot of it is generational conditioning. And I think, I think we have an opportunity to change that just with these conversations and just finding teeny tiny ways to just be a little bit gentler with ourselves every day and taking time to just notice that and just celebrate it a little bit and just be like, good job. I was gentle with this thought. Mm. I've gotten really good at finding like, if anyone needs anything to celebrate or is having a hard time finding yourself a win in the day, let me know because I can find the wildest things to celebrate. I'm like, <laughs> yes. What well, we're uh, today, we were talking about being grateful uh, to pay your trash bill, right? So, yes, let's I celebrate. That. That's why it resonated so much with me. I'm like, I get to have the abundance to have somebody else do this. This is wonderful. Yes, let's celebrate that. Yes, celebrate everything. So I want to. I want it. We're we're not shifting gears. We're like taking, okay, we're going to take this fork um, of the conversation and go towards how this experience of becoming with B, um, how this has been different from what you've done before, because you have been here before. You have done this yes. before, right? This is not your first rodeo um, with creating a brick and mortar. And when we when, like we were we were saying at the very beginning, when we when we effort and push and prove and like all of those all of those, you know, we sometimes I'm I'm like hesitating on saying you know the masculine way mm. of doing business, mm -hmm. right? But it's like there's there is um there is a difference, right? We're not we're not framing this as like masculine bad, feminine good, right? Like that is not the sense here. But when we are fully in, like it's all about the structure, it's all about the grind. That is where it starts to break down. Yes, and, yeah. and it's and it's bringing the balance, literally the balance, back to where we are utilizing the structures that we need, and we know what we need in you know in that sense, and understanding that it takes aligned action. Action is important. Those things, you know, like those masculine traits are so important. The feminine intuitive flow of it is the piece that's so missing. And almost it's it, the conversation is blossoming, but it's mm -hmm. still like there, there's a balance between, I'm not just going to sit and meditate this into existence, right? Yes. We need the structure. We need the action but we need a balance. And so I want to hear your experience from before and how it's different this time and what you're, what you're feeling. Yeah. So I look at it as for me, I, I have it underneath the, the description of like when our ego is taking 
the driver's seat versus when our highest self and intuitive self is taking the driver's seat. And I think ego does have like a bad rap or, so I just kind of want to clarify that really quick. So we're all on the same page of when I say ego, what I mean, I'm not talking about ego as like the like egotistical, like I'm a badass, like blah, blah, blah. Not, not like that. I look at it as more as like our ego is there because it's trying to protect us. Like that is its purpose, right? So when our ego is in the front seat, it's been my experience that now looking back, I can see it and I'll, I'll share more about this experience. It's when I'm trying to prove myself. It's when I'm feeling like concerned, like my core fear, I love working on myself. So I know that my core fear, I'm a, I'm a number two on the Enneagram. I've now been learning human design with Hannah. So I'm like all the information working with an EMDR therapist, like let's go. But what I've learned is that my core fear is that I am unworthy of love and that I am very, very scared of not being connected with, you know, and that I'm going to do something wrong that will cause somebody to not want to interact with me. So that's where my ego comes into play. And now I can see it. If that's my fear, what happened in my last experience was I wanted to prove myself. I was so scared. I needed to prove my worth. I needed to make it work. I needed to do these things. I needed to go to the extreme, like all of this stuff. So um, in my last life, so most of my adult life, I've had a lot of real random jobs, but majority of my career has been spent in the craft beer industry on both the wholesaler side and brewery side and retail side. And it's been, it's awesome. I love, I love that industry very much. My ex-husband um, opened a brewery and we started dating when the brewery was about a year old and I didn't really work there until around 2016. And he had bought out his business partner, like things were going really well. And then there was a decision to expand and build a new facility that was going from um, a very small little facility, like in a industrial park, like we did back in the day uh, before tap rooms were legal here. And then to build a 26,000 square foot facility and about 4,000 of that was going to be a restaurant and way big, way bigger endeavor. And at that point in time, I didn't really, I was more of like the, yes, I believe in you. I think this is great. What do we want customers to feel? What is it going to look like? What is our like mission statement? What brand color is everything? And is everything in the right font? Like, what do the bottles look like? Like all that kind of stuff, right? So I just kind of like went into it. Very excited. And Fast forward, as sometimes it happens in business, uh, you have grand plans and they do not work out at all the way that you anticipated. And that's what we encountered after we expanded. Like we weren't able to open the restaurant before the holidays. Um, we were doing a lot of uh, private label stuff like that. And it was it, it wasn't a profitable part of the business, you know, so that had to change avenues. Um, in the United States, in most states, there's like the three tier system. So you, a brewery gets tied to a wholesaler, you choose your wholesaler, 
And then you're tied to them for like life, unless you can prove that they're not performing. And it's very, very hard to do. So our distributor was not what we had hoped that they would be after we had switched one time before. Um, so there was just this kind of like, I don't want to say a comedy of errors, but like literally everything that could go wrong went wrong. So, and it was like our first restaurant, which is wild, like wild. Birth by fire though, you figure it out. So fast forward a little bit. So we're getting into like end of 2017 and I was, I had just given birth to our second daughter, Lucci, back in May. And I found out that I was having some autoimmune stuff going on and my aunt was very sick. And sadly, she passed away um, in December of 2017. And this is all, this is all kind of relevant to the story. So what I wanted you to take away from that is everything's an S show. I'm starting to get real sick. My aunt, who is like my mom's, my mom's soulmate and like love of our lives is dying from cancer. So I go out because they lived in Las Vegas. I went out because I just had a feeling that like something was up. So I went out, surprised them, was anticipating being gone for, you know, a handful of days, but ended up being out there for two weeks. Um, and my mom and I, were by her side when she passed, which we were very grateful for. And during that two weeks, my face got very, like I got deep into it, like deep into my spirituality, deep into God, lots of questioning going on, like all of that kind of stuff. So I come back from this experience and um, my ex asks me, he's like, and, and everything was like a complete S show. Um, he had to go back into production. So he's like, I, I think that you have the chance, like if anybody can like turn this around, I believe that you have the capability to do it. Do you want to act as the CEO? And I can tell you, Hannah, and friends that are listening, my gut reaction to that was no. But my ego, and my insecurity and my worry about being loved, my worries about being accepted was like, yes. And in fact, I even took a couple of days to think about it and I still said yes. And I see that I made that decision because how could I say no? You know, like how could, how could I say no when my, my husband at the time was like, clearly in like, it was a tough situation, right? So there was that. And then because of all of my insecurities, I had a chance to prove myself. So I'm like, so let me talk to you about how I went into like girl boss, red lipstick, like all of that CEO. Oh my gosh. Because I've always been like a title person. I'm like, what's the next title? Now I'm like, I don't even know what to call myself. Can I just be right. Lindsay? I don't even... I don't need to be known as the owner. Like I'm just Lindsay. Let's all be friends. So I went into this endeavor and there's a lot I didn't, I didn't realize how bad it was. And throughout this process, um, you know, meeting with investors, living off of French fries, really ignoring all the red flags my body was giving me, you know, our daughters were younger, um, I had two stepchildren that Jason brought to our marriage are super awesome. I mean, 
it was a wild experience. And through that, there was a point in time. And I mean, there were times where there was not money in the bank account the day before payroll was due. Like, I mean, it was, it was real tough. And it was looking back, I don't regret any of the decisions that I made because I had um, some money that I had come into that I put into the business, which he did not want me to do. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, if we don't, we'll have to declare bankruptcy, we would lose it anyway. So like, here we go. You know, I just, but again, at this time, I know I said this to you earlier, Hannah, it's like, I, I started having thoughts too of like, okay, is this hard? Because like, the universe and God are like testing us how bad we want it, which is that ego thought, right? That's that like hustle hard mentality that we have baked into our society, you know? And then the other thought was, which was my higher self trying to like be like, Hey friend uh, was, or is it so hard? Cause this isn't what it's supposed to be, but I kept pushing. I kept trying to make it work, pushing, 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 had to lay off people, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was really hard. And it was hard too, because it was his dream that he had wasn't working out the way he had hoped. So that was like, you know, another layer of stuff. And because we are both entrepreneurs, we both had that drive of like, let's, let's do what we can. So in November of 2018, there came a time where I was in the emergency room twice in one week, because I had this wild headache and my body was deteriorating. Like I started I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which has since not been the diagnosis, which is amazing, but a lot of symptoms of it. I couldn't get out of bed. I was getting really sick. Like the hospital things um, he had said to me after the second time, because they couldn't figure out what it was. Like none of the migraine medicine was working. Like, and I could barely get out of bed. And right around that time, Hannah too, like, again, this is the ego. There was a like a negotiation that had to happen between a vendor that sold us equipment that was like not working properly. So there was that lawyers had to be there. Um, Jason had to be there and I am dying. Like in between my two ER visits, I drive up there and I'm like shuffling along walking with my head down because I feel like I need to be there to help things to not go wrong. And I look back on that and I have such love for myself because now I can see I did that because I just wanted to, to be worthy of love. And I thought that's how I did it. That's how I would be loved. Right. And afterwards our lawyer was like, you do not look okay. So he drove me, <laughs> our lawyer drove me to the emergency room oh upon which they still couldn't figure out what was happening, but they found medicine that like calmed me down and all that stuff. Out of that, Jason had said to me, it's like, I think, so I've always been a big believer in healing your body and then doing as much as you can. And then like peeping out the medicine route, like let's get your body to a good standing point as much as we can. And let's really see what's going on. So because of that, I didn't take the medicine. I started off not taking the medicine that the rheumatologist had recommended. Um, and actually he wanted to put me on methotrexate, which I'm so glad that I did not, I did not take because I actually don't need it. 
But I, there was another one that I decided not to take. So I'm like, let me heal my body. Well, you can't heal your body. I'm French fries, my friends. That is one thing for sure. But, um, you know, he had said to me after that second ER thing, he's like, you know, Linz, he's like, I think you need to consider taking the medicine because I don't want to be wheeling you down in a wheelchair at our daughter's graduation. And I was like, and that's when the change started happening. Mm. Um, I hired a health coach. I started taking out gluten and dairy out of my diet. Um, I got involved, like a friend of mine was selling our bonds. So I did, uh, I did that and started feeling better. And then when your body starts feeling better, that's, it's awesome. But then you open up the door to your mind starting to feel better. And then you start to see things differently. And I see this often with clients. I'm sure you do too, Hannah, of like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like things that you thought you were okay with. You're like, oh, no, this, this isn't feeling right. And as you get to understand and really get in touch with the foods that feel good in your body and the foods that like make your body feel kind of like a little yucky, it's like that awareness of your body, you start to get in touch with your intuition, your higher self, you're like getting more connected. And then you start to understand how those experiences feel when you're interacting with people or at work and all of that. And, you know, I very much had, and it was tough. I mean, we, I don't think, I think we would have gotten to, to divorce at some point in time. We were together for about 10 years. Um, but things were just really hard and all of the stress from the business was not helpful. But I remember I, I sat upright, like in the middle of the night, one night, I believe it was in July and was like, I like had this like flush of awareness of like, I don't think this is what life is supposed to feel like. Like, I don't think this is what work is supposed to feel like. I don't think this is what marriage is supposed to feel like. Like, and then that's when the ball started rolling and um, we got separated and we do co-parent very well, which is like awesome. You know, we both kind of realized that like, okay, we can do this together, but maybe we're not like, the best married people together and that's okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was through that, that it's like, I obviously could not work at the brewery anymore. And I got involved with Arbon. I never in a million years would have thought that I would, uh, work in a network marketing type situation. That shit is very hard, very challenging. So nobody hate on it, <laughs> but it was through that and learning more about my body that I started to see how things felt differently when I would interact with different things, you know, and during this time too, yoga became my church. I dedicated myself to going just once a week as we talk about small shifts. And in that Sunday morning class, I would cry on my mat. I would feel into my body. I would do all these things. And then, you know, as I kind of emerged and started making these really tough choices in my life, um, because I knew they were the best ones for me which is scary to do, things just started to unfold. So as I started to get into, through my time with Arbonne, I realized how much I loved helping people see what's possible in their lives. And when I look back, that's always been my jam. Like I have found documentation from like when I was in college that verifies that this is always how I've been. (laughs) So when I found out about health coaching, I was like, what? And then I started finding out about, um, I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and talks about our primary foods and our secondary foods. And primary foods are actually life foods. There's 13 of them. 
career, relationships, spirituality, home environments, home cooking, et cetera, belonging. You know, and secondary foods are what we actually ingest and digest. And for the first time, I was like, wait. So we're told that our health is what we eat and how much we move. Not the case at all. In fact, after years of researching, working with clients and all that now, I'm like, I actually think stress impacts our, like if we're going to do one thing, because I like to make it simple and fun size for people, there's one thing that we can do that's going to impact our lives the most. It is understanding where we are stressed out and learning what we want to do with that stress and how we work through it and what feels aligned and what doesn't. And then trying to crowd out the stress with things that are not stressful. Um, And it was really through that process that like, I don't know, it all just kind of unfolded, but I think it's like being open to what is possible, being curious, making tough decisions and, beginning to crowd out what is not feeling aligned to you and understanding that when we feel like we're pushing too hard, like it's not that it's not ever supposed to happen. I just don't think it's supposed to happen right now. And as I went through the process of birthing and and be getting ready to open and everything, I can really like now confidently say, because I've experienced it, that it is possible and that we should take the times where we feel that we're pushing and just be like, oh, wait a second. And truth be told, I'm not always aware of when I'm pushing because now it's just real sneaky the way it shows up. So, (laughs) but it's like, okay, wait, let's like pause for a second. Like what is actually going on here? Why do I want this so bad? Or why am I pushing so bad? But I can assuredly say it is very scary to make choices and um, that go against what we're told, um, go against what we've learned in society generationally, that prioritizing ourselves is selfish, et cetera, et cetera. But again, I come back to, we're the only ones that we spend our whole lives with. And it's okay. It feels scary. Absolutely. But it will be okay. Because what's not okay is living a life that doesn't feel authentic and aligned to you that's scary. And it's scary how quickly and easily we can normalize it, you know? Mm. Thank that you. was a lot. Yes, you are welcome. I think. <laughs> thank you. Seriously. Thank you for sharing and just pouring that out because you're right. It's like, there's not the, the personal and the business is always woven together. You know, we want to, yes. we want to pretend that we can like compartmentalize these two things. And, um, you know, I talk about this in, in my work all the time. I love working mm. with entrepreneurs because business is personal. It is. Business is always personal. And what's happening in your personal life is going to affect your business. And what's happening in your business is going to affect your personal life because it's all you, it's all part of you and who you are. And so what I hear from your story is this sense of needing to needing to get to that point where you had to prioritize taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And like being like, uh, and, and that I won't 
go it through my whole story at this point, but it was, it was really similar, right? Yeah. Like pushing and pushing and pushing in a place where I was not, I was not going to, I wasn't going to, I just didn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't, I was pushing to be a version of myself that was not my full self. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was like slowly killing me. Yeah. So. What? And I know you've shared this story, but it's not coming to me right now, but what happened? Was there like an event that happened that made you be like, oh yeah, I'm out. Cause I think about, mm-hmm. for me, it was getting sick and that's kind of what flipped it. And I see with clients, what's interesting is that it seems to be harder to make the decision when you are like fully okay versus mm. when some type of event happened, like you get real sick or whatever, something happens that make you assess your life and then make the decision then. So were you able to do it like proactively or or did you like get sick or somewhere in between? Yeah, it's sort of. I had I had the awareness. So this was in 2019. There was there was an occurrence in in business where someone, you know, the supervising advisor basically had supported me and took his support away. And that was again, like very, very like the abandonment wound, um, for me, very similar, right? Like not exactly the same, but that's, that's my core wound is the fear of being. Yeah. And so when he pulled his support from, from me, because I did not do a thing that he wanted me to do, I, I was like in an anxiety spiral. I Mm. I had panic attacks in the bathroom at work and it was like, and I had one at home that, I mean, it felt like it almost felt like a heart attack, like stiletto. I looked it up later. I was like, Ooh, that's what I was feeling. Like stiletto point, like into your chest. And I was like, it was slow. And I was like sitting on the couch with my husband. I'm like, this doesn't feel good. (laughs) He's like, what's happening right now? I'm like, I don't know, but it's not good. Um, I went to, I didn't go to the emergency room. I went to the doctor a couple of days later and they're like, seems fine. If it happens again, go to the hospital. Um, like, great. Good to know. But it was through, through this, this, like this pulling of support from me as an advisor, doing the thing that I do now that I'm extremely successful at and that I love, um, being told that I would not be successful at what I was, what I knew, what I knew in my heart is what I'm here to do in one way, Mm -hmm. shape or form. And I was having, I was having visions of, I was, I was feeling so much anxiety and, and I was, I mean, truly like depressed at that point where Mm -hmm. I would be driving to work and Mm -hmm. I, I was, I was in the office every day and I had to make a left turn at this one intersection. It was a big intersection where I started having these recurring thoughts of if, someone, if you know, I got sideswiped um, and no one else was hurt and it was just me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one else gets hurt. I'm not going to, I'm not going to harm myself. Like I wasn't at that point, but like if something else took me away that my job and my family would be better off. Um, and the thing that was like, I, I, this, my higher self was like, I was, I was not listening to her 
again, like same, like you're saying, like the ego, ego drive was so mm-hmm. strong um, through those years that my higher self, she finally started to be able to, to like get through. And th- that's not you. That's mm-hmm. not you. You have to get help. And so when I, when I finally was like, I need, I need to go see a therapist. But that was the first time I'd ever seen a therapist um, and a psychiatrist. So a psychologist and a psychiatrist and started taking um, some, uh, I think it was Wellbutrin at the time, like a depression medication, anti-anxiety, um, just to get through the day. And I would have to, I would have those anxiety, like little, like not Xanax, but like really small ones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember what they were called, but I would have to take them before going into meetings with this person. Cause I still had to meet with clients with this advisor who told me to my face that I was not going to be successful. And I was so stressed out that it, I mean, it was like, it was like the same, like work should not be this way. This is not how it's supposed to be. So I was working in therapy to figure out how do I have these conversations? Because I know that things are not going the way they should. And I know I want to be able to show up to conversations powerfully and stay in my power and also stay kind and stay, say what mm-hmm. I need to say and stand up for myself and be, be an advocate for myself while also being remaining kind. And yeah. so that was like my therapy. Like that was what I was trying to work on. And what I found as I worked through that, I, uh, crucial conversations. Oh, um, so good. So good. Such a good book. That was, that was one of the ones I was like, okay, this is my Bible for the moment. I'm going to, I listened to it yes. like three times in a row. And when I, when I was working so hard for that to be how I was showing up in that place and for it to still be just rejected out of hand, I was like, that was, that was where it was like, okay, this is, this is not working. And there was one final conversation where the other people who had been supporting me said, you know, this isn't going to work out the way we thought it would. So here's the, here's the deal. Here's what's different now. You were supposed to get X, Y, and Z. This is why, you know, this is why you were promoted. This is what it was supposed to be. Now it's going to be so much less, so much less than what I was working towards. And what they said was sometimes people just don't work out the way you think they will. And I said, got it. And I walked out of that office and it was, for me, it was done at that moment. Yeah, actually I had been, I had a, a recruiter had been like following up with me for a while. I had never responded back to him, but he had like reached out several times. And that day I was like, Hey, what you got? (laughs) Like we're done. Um, and my higher self again, I, I, I interviewed at three other firms over the next like five months or so. And my higher self just was like screaming. She's like, this is not the place for you. Mm. This is, they do not know who you are. They don't know. Yeah. Who you are. Oh gosh. And every time I went to like, is this the place? Is this the place? It's like, y- you need to do it on your own what you want to create does not exist yet. You need to create it. And so that was, that was me stepping in also in, in faith and knowing that it would work out, knowing that it would work out, knowing that X squared. So X squared, um, wealth planning was my, 
my first business, you know, I launched in January of 2021 and I knew, I knew it would work out. And it's been such a wild ride, so much healing, so much growth, so many dark nights of the soul, so many Mm -hmm. tears. Um, And yet it's like, for me, it's been that exact experience of entrepreneurship being like the rocket fueled path to self-development. Oh, yeah. Right. Because the more more that that I love myself, the more that I trust myself, the more that I tune in to my intuition as well, the more in alignment I feel in my whole life. So. Yes. I could not agree with you more. And Hannah, can I take a moment to thank you for sharing that very vulnerable, those vulnerable thoughts that you were having with that intersection? This is something that I've been noticing has been more of a conversation that's been coming up lately. I was at a conference. Um, Coincidentally, I spoke at the Craft Brewers Conference this year. I never went when I worked in beer, but now that I'm not in beer, I got to speak at it, which was really cool. But uh, there were quite a few of the speakers that were talking about these kind of fantasies, this like ideation, this, and, and I, I have been there and I've been, I've been there fairly recently, like in the last three months, it's been, um, there was this one week where I was just like, whoo, it was very, it was a very, very hard week, you know? And I think it's really important to share. So if anybody out there is having these thoughts that it's like people that appear very, very functional, like Hannah and I, I think most people look at us being like, oh, they have their shit together. That's cool, right? They right? got it all going on, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really important to talk about like that, that humanness behind what happens when we choose to grow, because I think our brains aren't wired to be happy all the time. So that's just something to like acknowledge, like we would cease to exist as a species if that was, if that was the case. Right. And then we live in a society that tells us if we're not happy and joyful all the time, then something's wrong with us. And here, by the way, here's some medicine for it. And I think when we choose to start to explore what it looks like to live a more aligned life and to listen to our higher self and our intuition and really get connected into our own personal divinity, there's, there's darkness that comes with that, you know? And I think it can also be really scary when you're in this kind of entrepreneurial place too, because it's, when you start to dig into, and I wonder, I'm curious of your thoughts with this, Hannah, it's like, it's almost like when we start to shed our ego and start to find, like not feel the need to prove ourselves or to like prevent our core fears from happening. And, you know, when we're kind of like stepping out of that ego, like driven space from that piece, it's almost as if the process is even harder I, I, my chef and I were talking about this is like, it almost feels like it could be easier to grind it out 
to put your head down, to just go as fast as possible, to not look up, to just like hustle, hustle, hustle. Like that almost feels easy, even though ultimately it feels like shit and you burn yourself out, right? Mm -hmm. But when you choose to be an entrepreneur and do it from a a heart-centered, intuitive, higher self place where you also are growing personally and choosing to be open to that experience, that shit is real hard because you're getting, you're constantly like, not only are you like, and, and truly throughout this process, what I've said, it's been, it's been easy. Like it's been wild how easy it's all unfolded. And to the point where people would ask me in the beginning, like, oh, how is it going? And, and I would like try to find things, but now I'm just like, you know what? It's easy. It's actually been really easy, but let me tell you, it has not been easy. Number one thing that's been the hardest throughout these last nine months has been the mental side mm-hmm. of not letting myself be unkind to myself of the constant dialogue that I have to have of just kind of like, yeah, this will be okay. This is a moment. Take a deep breath, being aware, being curious, like constantly, like that's really been the hardest part of this whole process. But I, I, I can't imagine not going through life feeling this way. Like I would rather want the awareness and curiosity and the challenges that come from that versus being totally shut off from that and just kind of like blinders on trying to get to where we're going, but we don't even like know where we want to go. We're just like in the, in the river. Does that make sense? Yes. So I feel that where that's, where that's heading, um, is it's easier. It's easier sometimes to feel like numbness is easier than feeling. And so when, because if you don't, the problem, problem, quote unquote, um, is that when you are growing and healing and experiencing great joy, the other side of the pendulum is, is this deep grief, right? Is feeling those emotions that you've locked away for so long that you stuffed down. And so when you open up to your intuition, these other avenues, these other things seem to happen more easily. Um, while at the same time, you're actually, you're actually feeling, you're actually feeling things that you had like put into a box before. Yeah. And so when we're numb, when we're grinding it out, when we're literally numbing with alcohol, with TV, mm-hmm. with drugs, when like literally numbing our experience, we we don't feel true joy. We don't feel peace. Mm-hmm. We don't feel true love. And I mean, I, I can attest to that as well. Like the more that mm-hmm. you numb, the less that you actually feel. And so when we open ourselves up to I want to feel peace. I want to feel deep joy and deep love that you cannot, you cannot feel the upper without feeling the lower. And so it's just that you are feeling it all and expanding your capacity to love, expanding your capacity for compassion, expanding your capacity for understanding the human experience. And when Mm -hmm the more you allow yourself to feel, the more allow you allow your own authentic 
feeling your authentic emotions, the more you can authentically express. Mm, Yes. Yes. And I think that's so important right now. I feel like we're really at a critical place in our, in our lifetime of, I feel like we have it. There's like kind of two roads that we can go down, right? It's, we can choose to numb out, continue to disconnect, like all of these things, devices, computers, like trying to seek this connection that we need on like a human level that our bodies and physiology only uh, understands when it's with another human, right? We can go down this like artificial way, right? Which will never satisfy us the same way. And, you know, or we can lean in and challenge that and push for more connection. But it starts with taking care of yourself and getting to know yourself and what you need and all of that. I mean, I just, I just keep on getting back to the, what we're seeing like this, the hurt, the hate, the anger, like all of that kind of stuff. Those to me are all signs of, of disconnection of people that have been hurt deeply at some point in their life so badly Or perhaps it's, you know, generational, like just what they experienced and what they were around, you know, growing up. And I'm just like, this is the time where we need to, to find ways to lean into each other. It's always my experience. I think about this with my kids or even myself, right? Like when my girls are acting out, when they're being, you know, when they're like throwing a tantrum or what have you which I love. It's, I, it's just like a pure expression of emotions, right? It's just like, I'm angry about this. But what I've learned is like the times where we act like this or when I'm throwing my tantrums, these are not the times where we're supposed to turn our backs. These are the times where we're supposed to be like, oh, you, holy crap, you need a hug. You need to be seen. You need to be heard. And the thing that's so hard is that we've become so dysfunctional with the way that we do that because of these platforms where we can say things without seeing the other human in front of them. We just like don't know how to lean in anymore. And then you start to get into worries about being judged or what people will think. And I'm I'm just really hoping that through these examples and you know, through this conversation, whoever's listening, it's even if you're just getting to know yourself just a little bit more, just pausing and just being like, Ooh, like, what is that about? Like, this is feeling weird. Like, why am I feeling weird about this instead of just powering through it? I really believe that us doing that and learning how to do it more will help inspire and encourage other people to do that in their lives, just by being ourselves without even telling anyone that they need to do these things. It's just like, just do it for ourselves. And then just trust that the ripple will spread there because we we all can use some more humanness in our life. And and Hannah, I think about that amazing um, art that you created of the of the jar. That's oh yes yes. If you're if you're watching there, that one <laughs> that right there is what I'm talking about. And that's where I feel like we have this opportunity right now. 
and I'm not massive into astrology and all that stuff, but like, I like those things. So I know enough, but I know that like this right now is a really great time to like lean into opening ourselves up to what's possible. And that starts with just getting to know ourselves better personally. That is such a beautiful place to to wrap up this conversation, I think. And Lindsay, because it's, it's, you know, who you are being, it's like literally saying who you are being matters and helping Mm -hmm. nourish that in, in so many ways through what you're building and what we're building together. (laughs) I know. I know. It's so wild. It's so wild. So where can, where can people learn more and where where would you feel good directing people right now if they want to learn more about B and about you and what's going on? Yes, yes. So definitely um, you can visit our website, which is just nourishatb.com. And there's a little, you can sign up for our newsletter, the Babble at B, and you could just get a little snippet. It's kind of a, a coming soon page right now, but it's very beautiful. And then I think it's like day to day, it's really great. Like I love uh, my personal Instagram is at Lindsay loves wellness and that's Lindsay with an E and then also bees is at nourish at B. And those are great places just to, to check in for some different inspiration and just a reminder that it's totally okay and cool and amazing and important to just be all that you are. Mm. And those will be in the show notes. So we will link to all of that as well. And Lindsay, I am, again, I am like floored that we only met three months ago. It definitely, that's not real. Like that's wrong, right? Because I, I just, I love you and I love your heart and it's, um, it's been so wonderful to be on this journey with you and thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being with me today. And thank you so much for this opportunity, Hannah. It just feels it is so life-giving to be able to talk about these experiences with you and just be able to share and just kind of, I don't like just be human together. So thank you for, for opening this up and also for being such a huge support and for sharing your energy in this beautiful building that we get to have together as well. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.